The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Apparently, heights, spiders, confined spaces, and holes are just some of the most common fears in Ireland. The final one is called trypophobia, and it is a fear of holes, particularly small and clustered together, like in sponges. Or honeycomb. This is all according to research published today. Our reporter Eva Cairns took to the streets to find out some of your fears. Do you have any major kind of phobias or fears? Rats or anything like that? Would they turn you off? Probably the big spiders we've been having recently. They've been coming out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> had to kill a few of them, unfortunately. The big false black widow. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. <laughs> keeping them away, hopefully. My biggest fear would have to be loneliness, I'm afraid. Oh, really? I think so. I think it's something that could happen to any of us very, very easily. And uh, in this day and age, it's becoming more and more common. I can't bear strong smells. I also have a huge fear of being in public transport, any form of it, with someone with strong perfume or air fresheners, all that stuff drives me nuts. Do you have the sinuses, is it? No, I get migraine, so it actually can make me vomit. Santa candles, air fresheners, or strong perfumes will actually make me sick. You know, I have a total phobia uh, against all rodents. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't even eat rabbit. That's how much I despise rodents. Maybe. I just came back from hot air ballooning in Turkey, and that was one of my fears, so I conquered that. So maybe... That was a fear. So I think until you try it, until you see it, you don't know if you can conquer your fear. Conquer it. That's it. Ah, some good advice there uh, from one listener anyway, uh, speaking to our reporter Aoife Cairns. Patricia Casey, the consultant psychiatrist at the Hermitage Clinic, Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry in UCD is uh, with me. Uh, Patricia, some of those are understandable fears. Somebody there, uh, again, the smell of scented candles makes them sick, so they don't like scented candles. I wouldn't like something if it literally made me sick. What about though irrational fears and phobias? Where Where do they come from? Well, the origin, there are several origins, um, Kieran. The first is that some people um, will have had a traumatic event that will have triggered it. So, you know, when you're bitten by a dog as a child, you will remain fearful of um, of dogs thereafter. If you've maybe a bad, experience, bad flying experience, you've got stuck in a storm and the aircraft is, is, is wobbling all over the place, you might well become terrified of flying and, and avoid it. Um, some, so so there, these are the learned behaviours because you've been exposed to them yourselves yourself. Mm. Sometimes people can actually, if they live in a particular family environment where there are a lot of phobias, can actually learn them through through that process of learning from, you know, if you see your mother or your father react to, to a particular event, you may then believe that that event is dangerous and develop, uh, develop a fear of that event or thing. And the third way in 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 which fears develop is that they're they're inherent in us um, because of our ancestry, our phylogenetic ancestry going back millions of years, and that's why virtually everybody is fearful of snakes and um, and rodents. Somebody was mentioning there and creepy crawly spiders, you know, black spiders. Um, I'm terrified of frogs, so those kind of um, things make. Well, it Patricia, say, oh, are you are you really you're shiver. terrified? You're terrified of frogs. Yes, absolutely. 
I could never have been a biologist. And if I had if I had decided I wanted to become a biologist, I would certainly have had to. Have and how? Sorry, I, I don't want to start analysing you now, Patricia, here live in the radio. But wh- how does that manifest itself for you? I mean, if if you were sitting here in studio and I put a frog on the desk, would you walk out of the room? Is it that bad? Oh, I absolutely, absolutely would. Yeah, yeah. I'd be absolutely terrified. Um, so, so, so they're the kind of they're the kind of origins, the three yeah. main origins. You know, something has happened to you yourself. It's it's ingrained in us because of our our long our our the fear of our ancestors of these creepy crawly things in the you know in the in the jungles of old. And thirdly, then um, through a learning experience, yeah. mimicking other people, as it were. Um, so, so they're the they're they're the common the the, the, the common the, the okay causes. so so for for, for you, again for you and frogs I assume that's not a learned experience you weren't poisoned by a frog at any point in your no, use no, so, no, so this is yours is an instinctual thing is it mine is an instinctual one I think yes it it would come into the arachnophobia range you know um, or the fear of snakes which is ophidophobia you know where, yeah. where, 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 where everybody virtually everybody will say these things give them the creeps and, and and how do you get people to deal with those fears? Is it different? Depend like I mean, if it's born of childhood trauma, is, is there a kind of a course of treatment then, or, or or advice for people that's different from from your advice or the advice someone might give you? Because you know, rationally, you know that the frog I put on the desk here in the studio isn't going to do you any harm. Yeah, well, the thing is that most of the things people are fearful of aren't going to do them any harm. I mean, I suppose arguably somebody who's frightened of flying might might sadly die in an air accident, but it's highly unlikely. Um, you know, people who are fearful of heights, climbing up up, up to the top of, of a castle or up to the top of some high building, um, they're usually pretty well railed in, so it's unlikely that you're going to fall off, but nevertheless, you can't do it. So with most people, there's the, 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 it doesn't actually have to be a rational fear. That doesn't actually matter whether it's irrational or an irrational fear. The fear is still there. And the treatment is really the same. The treatment uh, in the past used to be um, by um, real life exposure, mm. uh, gradual exposure, um, which is called desensitization. You gradually expose the person. So, for example, with my fear of fogs, if I had had to go of treatment, I would initially be shown um, pictures of of um, a little frog, a baby frog, um, then go go on to bigger pictures, then yeah. go into looking at live frogs, and so on up, yeah. up the hierarchy. Right. Um, and that's the way, and and that's still used now, but in the context of cognitive therapy. All so right. cognitive behavioural therapy is now the sort of system that's used for treating all of these phobias. Lucan and Phil says he has a phobia of fresh cream and his sister has a phobia of tomato ketchup. Can't have any in the house. There you go. Somebody else texted in to say that the daughter has a fear of cows and are terrified. Absolutely terrified of cows. So a big range of things that people are terrified of and as Patricia says, there's lots of different reasons uh, for it. Patricia Casey, consultant psychiatrist at the Hermitage Clinic and Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry in University College Dublin. Thanks a million for talking to us. Uh, lots still to come on the show today, including after the break reaction to this plan from government to offer tax breaks to landlords to solve the rental crisis. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.